Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. And this is But Have You Tried from the David A. Howe Public Library. And today we have a, I mean, all the episodes are very special. I know, I know. Every time I'm like, this is so special, but I'm like, well, they're... I mean, they're all they are. They are special. special. I, I like that baked into the premise. We have excitement because I am truly excited to know how you feel about Indiana Jones because, uh, I, you know, it's like you were just like raised under a little glass jar where you weren't exposed to Indiana Jones <laughs> at all. It's like the world around me is turning outside of Indiana outside Jones. of VeggieTales, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota cute. Cucumber. Yeah, which we do have to talk about because I watched it. There was something very disturbing that happened in Minnesota Cucumber, but let's dive right in. Allie's assignment this week was to watch the Indiana Jones franchise because we were recording on June 30th, 2023, which was the opening day for opening Dial of day. Destiny. So we're going to talk about... The first four films, and in our next bookshelf, we're going to cover Dial of Destiny as well. So we're going to talk about the classic four. Are we allowed to count Crystal Skull as a classic four? We'll see what uh, we'll see what I Allie feel like says it's like, about it's it. It's like the bonus four. Almost. The bonus four. You know four. what I mean? Okay. All right. So hit me with some facts about okay. the Indiana Jones franchise. So the series was created by George Lucas and yes. directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes. Which I have to say, anytime I see that, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what happened? That like one person was like, I'm creating this, uh. but I'm definitely not directing it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that was true of George Lucas in the original Star Wars movies, too. I mean, I think he only directed the first. And then, of course, he directed all the prequels. Right. So make whatever judgments uh, you want about mm. that. But uh, Thinking emoji. Yeah, I think it was because uh, George Lucas isn't even the credited script writer on the original movies so he's like he gets the story by credit on the first four hmm. movies not dial of destiny but the first four interesting yeah so i think it was like his brainchild and then he was kind of like oh steven why don't you go ahead and <laughs> do something turn these into f- films you know <laughs> all right so the first movie raiders of the lost ark was mm. released in 1981 before my lifetime ali also before my lifetime. yeah well yeah i know you didn't see that coming I the fact that i hadn't been what born a surprise. in 1981 yeah it's a shock um, and then Temple of Doom in 1984. Which is a prequel. Yes, which is a prequel. Yes. But there was like nothing to indicate to me that it was a prequel as yeah. I was watching it. Yes, I, have I to think say. it shows the dates on the screen. And I think that's it. I, I yeah. think the I think they didn't want him to have to be fighting Nazis again. And they didn't want him to have to like have broken up with Marion or something. I think, uh, that's, I I that's, think that's pretty much the only reason. But the but third one, he and Marion seemingly are not I together. I don't think they're together at that point. And there's no. just like no, there's no, no yeah. comment. Okay. And the third one, which is The Last Crusade, came out in 1989. Yes. Which, after a, a, a long break, then The Crystal Skull came yeah. out in 2008. Yeah, which is funny because I remember in 2008, everybody being like, he's pretty old. That's really funny. I don't know. And here we are in The Year yeah. of Our Lord 2023. <laughs> 15 full years later oh being goodness. like, I don't Incredible. know. Well, it's kind of funny to, because I feel like in the Crystal Skull, and I guess this is getting a little bit into the discussion, maybe maybe too much, but I feel like they really do kind of emphasize that, like, oh, ha ha, you're an old man now, and I'm like, ha ha, just you wait. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're gonna wish for these days. (laughs) Oh man, so exciting. Yes. All right, so um, there was also a number of other things created based on Indiana. True. A 1992 television series called The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Not good. One of my friends watched this and she said she enjoyed it. Really? But it could have been like she watched it a long time ago and didn't think about 
like critically evaluating it. Here's the thing. I, I feel like had you watched the young Indiana Jones Chronicles independently of watching the Indiana Jones movies, like based on the kind of things you like, like mm. the BBC kind of like mysteries and stuff you right. like, I think you probably would have gotten into young Indiana Jones okay. like as a teenager that. or like even now maybe because it really has that vibe. It feels like a BBC production of some like, we've got to go to Cairo and solve a mystery, Dr. Jones. You know, like that's what it feels like. Oh, incredible. Uh, incredible. It, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's like almost too educational at times. And, oh, interesting. Uh, I watched a couple because I, with this, with this rewatch, I got my son to watch it with me, you know, mm-hmm. and we watched a couple of the young Indiana Jones Chronicles and it just, I feel the way I always felt about it where I'm just like, did you watch the films before making this? Because it that's doesn't really funny. feel like it at all. I'm kind of curious about those now. Yeah, they're all on I Disney Plus. You could go check them out. Maybe I will. There's there's some where he's like like ten, and there's some where he's like a teenager. And I think the teenager ones are supposed to be a little bit better. And they were released in a few different ways. There was more like episodic versions, and then they recut them into TV movie length. Oh, oh. And the episodic ones had uh, like a frame story with a like a ninety year old Indiana Jones. Can you imagine oh Indiana gosh. Jones pushing ninety? Um, but one of those, uh, one called Mystery of the Blues, Harrison Ford came back and did like a, an old Indiana Jones, uh, character. Like, so did they like make him up to be an old Indiana Jones or did they just pretend that he was old? Well, it was, it was a different actor who played, uh, the, the, like the 90 year old Indiana Jones and the other ones, but Harrison Ford did just the one while he was making the fugitive. So he like, he has a beard and huh, yeah that's funny. yeah it's so i watched that one and it was kind of cool to see him like do indiana jones in the 90s uh but it i don't know it's a weird it's a weird vibe i don't it doesn't really work for indiana jones fans i feel like hmm. it just doesn't feel like indiana jones to hmm. me but that's really funny yeah but i it am is, curious about that now it's My fully available go find it yeah maybe i'll try and watch one before we do our bookshelf episode i think you should okay all right, so um, there was off also a Marvel comic series that began releasing in 1983. Yes. Which I thought was interesting because that was before Temple of Doom came out. So they were just like making up Indiana Jones stuff with like only one movie to go on. Yeah, that is interesting. And I'm like, uh, good for them. Like, I love that initiative of yeah. just being like, it's fine. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out. I'm sure that, I mean, the, the Star Wars, Marvel had the rights to Star Wars. And at the time... Lucasfilm was just its own thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure they just had deals in place for Marvel to make Lucasfilm properties into comic books. And they were just like, let it ride, you know? So I'm sure that's how it happened. Because the Star Wars comics for Marvel were like a big business. Huh. Yeah. All right. So there were also various novelizations, as one usually kind of expects with this sort of thing. Novelizations and original novels. There were quite yeah. a few. Yeah. I saw that there was like original stories in German by yes. Wolfgang holbein yeah and that kind of piqued my interest like the idea that like these movies are in english and like yeah this german guy was like let's make more of this but in german i don't know particularly since the germans don't look great in indiana jones movies i hadn't even thought about that part but that's a really good point actually i've I've read quite a few of the uh, rob mcgregor wrote quite a few of them uh and i i remember liking one called indiana jones and the dance of the giants and one called Indiana Jones and the Genesis Deluge. Those were pretty cool. Hmm. They're just more Indiana more Jones Indiana adventures, Jones. you know, just good times. I feel like Indiana Jones could work really well as as a book. Oh yeah, like an action adventure yeah. kind of book. They're a lot of fun. There's a ton of them. I haven't read them all, but I've read you know five or six of them over the years. So apparently, 
how the series came to be is that George Lucas wrote this story, The Adventures of Indiana Smith. I know. That was my reaction, too. I was like, what the heck? And so it was Steven Spielberg who changed his last name to Jones. Yeah. Apparently, he was like, no, Smith Smith is not going to work. And I have to agree. I I mean, yes, I agree, too. But like in a vacuum, like Smith and Jones are just kind of like... Pick a generic American white name, Smith Jones. Like those are just what you do. So, but I feel like something about like the sounds and syllables of yeah. Jones. I don't know. Yeah, it works better. Yeah, which I like agree. again, like in a vacuum, you wouldn't necessarily have any reason to think that. But yeah. I think it totally works better. But yeah. I also thought it was interesting that Lucas apparently first got the idea for the Crystal Skull in 1992. Mm. He was shooting that thing with Harrison Ford for the Indiana Jones, the young Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Chronicles. Okay. And he was like, oh, we could totally make like a, a 50 style B movie with like aliens. Yeah. It would be great. And yeah. Harrison Ford was like not into the idea. No, thanks. And apparently yeah. neither was Spielberg, but with enough time, they were both like, oh yeah, this, this is, this would be a good idea. We yeah. could, we could get on board with this. And so the crystal skull was born, which apparently also in my research, I discovered crystal skulls are a real thing. Yeah. Like they talk about the like, what is it like the Mitchell Hodges skull or yeah. whatever? And they're like, oh, yeah. Don't and know I how was, they're made or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like very surprised and my sense of reality like shifted a little bit when I find found out that niche fact. Okay. So. All right. Well, so tell me. So your, your, <laughs> your initial anything about Indiana Jones was Minnesota Cucumber. Minnesota Cucumber. Which is a VeggieTales episode. Mm-hmm. Did you know that it was spoofing Indiana Jones? I did. Okay. I feel did. like maybe the first time I watched it, I wasn't totally aware. But like eventually, I definitely was you like, knew it was oh like yeah, a thing. This, is, this is about Indiana Jones. It's funny because, uh, so I watched the Indiana Jones movies with my son. And then over the weekend, we watched this one. And they do a lot of really specific Indiana Jones shots. Mm-hmm. Like it is, a, it, you know, they... they Take care to do... It was made by Indiana Jones fans, I guess right. is what I'm saying. Here's the thing that I need to talk to you about. Okay, I'm ready. They're on a quest for Noah's Ark, to find Noah's Ark. Yeah. When they're in the museum and they're looking at pictures of the Ark, Noah and his family are just human people, not vegetables. And I just... <laughs> I don't understand because all the other Bible stories and veggie tales are like vegetable people. But these are just human people. So now I That's feel like really funny. the Minnesota Cucumber episode implies some sort of post-apocalyptic world where the humans died off and the vegetables, vegetables took over. Oh, my gosh. So I never thought about that or noticed that It's at disturbing. All. Oh, my goodness. That's really my, funny. My earliest memories of Indiana Jones are the original Nintendo uh, Temple of Doom game. And I remember it really specifically because my friend Brandon had a Nintendo in his basement. And the Indiana Jones cartridge looked different. It was like made by a different company. Hmm. And normally they were like, you know, they were square and they were a really specific shape. They were gray. The the sticker with the logo was in a really specific place. And this was like a black cartridge and it was a different shape. We played this all the time. And you were in, a, a lot of it was really based in like when you're down in the mines with short round and everything. Right. So like the mine cart chases and everything and like going through different doors and the tunnels and everything was a big part of it. So the music from that is like, I could sing you the whole song in my head right now. So that was like, I knew that game before I knew anything else. So I probably, because of that, watched Temple of Doom a lot more than I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark or Last Crusade. Huh. That's kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. So like Short Round, like Short Round and Indiana Jones together is is like the duo that I think of. Like that's Mm -hmm. like Indiana Jones to me. Uh, and of course, Ki Kwan also in Goonies. So like two of my childhood favorites. Right. Like he was a big part of like it's all coming together. The childhood movies that I watched and everything. Uh, so 
All right, so just just give it to me straight. How do you feel about the Indiana Jones movies as okay. a whole? Overall, Uh-oh. I liked them. Uh-huh. I did have a few issues, mostly about, like, the women characters. Mm, that's... Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, because, like, some, sometimes old movies, you're like, all right, well, the women characters aren't great, but, like, I can overlook that. And sometimes yeah. you're like, man, this is really hard yeah. to overlook. And I feel like some of them more than others, it was, like... This is kind of hard to open. Mostly the Temple of Doom, I would say, was the yes. worst one. Yes. I was like, what? Why is this woman even here? Yeah. Like, I'm never one to be like, let's have less women characters in this movie. But I'm like, man, if you're yeah. going to do it like this. I know. So, and I, know. I also. I think the writing just really fails her oh in that gosh. movie, Kate Capshaw. It, it's just, uh, I, yeah. Because she does, she never, it's not the kind of thing where, like, you know, because she starts off in the showgirl. It's a great opening scene in Temple yeah. of Doom, I feel like. And then she gets pulled along in this adventure. And you think, like, some skill that she has is going to come into play at some point, And it just never, never does. Well, and there's, like, even moments where they're, like, trying to, like, climb something or do something, like, vaguely that involves, like, some amount of dexterity. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like a showgirl. Yeah. I feel like she should be able right. to do this at right. the very least. Yeah. But, and uh, she's also just like wearing heels for most of the movie, which is really unfortunate. It made me like viscerally uncomfortable. And I'm like, I understand that like if you're in this situation and you just like leave this place while you're wearing your like fancy, you know, stage outfit, you don't have much choice. But I was like, oh, she's riding an elephant and she's wearing high heels. No, no. They they really don't give her anything. That is unfortunate because that's a pretty common criticism of that movie. Mostly it's that she's annoying or that she just screams all the time. Right. You know, which is... But I really feel like it comes down to the writing. It's just not there for her. They just don't... And like you said, there are opportunities where Mm -hmm. it seems like you you could make it work for her. Right. You know? It just doesn't happen. So, and I feel like, like, there's some moments where it is kind of funny, like, when, when Short Round and Indiana are, like, playing the card game, and she's just, like, running around in the yes, jungle, finding yeah. every possible, like, weird or spooky animal that she could, and just, like, freaking out, and yeah. they're just, like, totally not paying any attention. Yeah. Like, that is pretty funny. But I was like, I don't know if, if that one scene is worth the rest of it. Yeah. I so, agree. But, yeah. Overall, I enjoyed them. I do feel like the, like, style of the filmmaking just felt a little like dated to Mm. me and so like some of the crystal skull i like almost enjoyed more even though the end was kind of like pretty weird also pretty common criticism (laughs) pretty weird but so much of it i was like oh yeah this just feels like it's a little updated in like it's shots and like Mm -hmm. i mean also it's portrayal of women characters by and large and so I feel like the overall experience is mostly that I just really wanted to rewatch The Librarian's Quest for the Spear afterwards. Oh, my <laughs> oh, oh that's tough to hear. Oh, I need to sit down. Because, well, like, I know The Librarian's Quest for the Spear is not exactly a good movie. Yeah. But it has those similar vibes, and it's just like a real childhood association for okay. me. So. All right, I'll accept that, and I will choose to not make fun of you for saying The Librarian's Quest for the Sphere is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. I didn't Let's, say uh, it was better. That's true, but that was the implication on the table. But I got in trouble for comparing Nano 2 and 0 and uh, Jane Austen. So, that's true. So we have to we allow have to for this. We have to be careful what we say. We have to allow for this. Uh, let's, let's kind of break it down movie by movie. So let's start with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I feel like, for the most part, Raiders of the Lost Ark typically is the one that people consider to be the best how do you feel about that i feel like i think it was pretty good but i would say i would i would rate the last crusade higher okay also yeah that's i feel like in my own like watching of these it's often gone back and forth between the two of those yeah that's fair just depending on the kind of movie that you like it it, because last crusade is it's much more 
hijinky and and mm. fun. It's like a it's a different kind of adventure, right? Because you know, Lucas in particular was so inspired by like classic like 1920s and 30s adventure serials. And I think you really feel that in both the original Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark. It feels like that, you know, tune in next week when Indiana Jones finds, right. the, you know, and that's not so much true in, in Last Crusade and, and definitely not Crystal Skull. But I think in Raiders and Temple of Doom, you do have that sort of adventure of the week kind of feel to the breakdown yeah. of the movies. Well, especially because they like both start with like, he's doing something out. He's like wrapping he's the, up yeah, another adventure yes, exactly. and then he gets into the main yes, adventure. Yes. I think Raiders starts strong with him and Alfred Molina, like going through the, you know, in the, the classic, like the ball, him running from the ball and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so iconic. Uh, Lots of little Star Wars references. I don't know if you caught any of the Star Wars references in these there movies. Was, I feel like there was multiple instances of the, like, I've got a bad feeling yes. about this. And I was like, wait a second. Yes. That's not the right franchise. Well, there's <laughs> the plane that he takes off is called, like, the... It's, it's like the the call numbers are like the R two three PO or something. Oh, like those, I didn't like notice that. that. That's funny though. The club that uh, Willie is singing in in Temple of Doom is called Club Obi Wan and things like that. There's just like quirky little That's things. Funny, but. Raiders, I feel like the chemistry between Harrison Ford and Karen Allen as Marion is just yeah. so good. Like when she shows up, I just love her and I love their I love their chemistry together. I love the dynamic between those two characters. How do you feel about Marion as a character? I like Marion as a character. I feel like her entrance scene where they're like doing their like shots competition and yeah. she's like pretending to like yeah. be failing and then just totally went. I feel like that's really cool. And overall, I feel like the concept of her as a character is really cool. I feel like later in the movie, she like a little bit fell into some of the more like useless damsel kind of tropes, mm. which I think just makes sense for the kind of movie it was. And mm. I was like, well, that's a little too bad. But I feel like her as a character, I like, and I, I guess it's just to say that I feel like she could have been a little better served like mm. later on in that mm-hmm. movie. I also do love the scene. It's like um, the whole like chase scene with the baskets and everything. Yes. I thought it was really great. And yeah. I also thought the outfit she's wearing with the like red pants yeah. is so fantastic. I feel like you have that outfit. Am I, I, feel, I wish I, I had that outfit. <laughs> See, that outfit you is exactly the shirt. kind I would have. So yeah. one of these days I'll just come in casually cosplaying as Marion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like Sala. I think he's a fun character. John Reese davies you know, the uh, his guide there. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think so. That okay. one was hard because I feel like there were enough like just like dude kind of characters yes. who like looked a little similar and weren't always given a ton of introduction yes. that I was like, wait, is it that guy? No. Okay. It's that guy. Sala is in, is in both the is Raiders and last crusade. Okay. He has the Fez. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, so I like him quite a bit. Uh, I don't know. I just think that whole first movie works. And I think, you know, there's a lot of criticism of, you see too much at the end of Crystal Skull. I mean, that seems to be at the time it was just like, just cut it like 30 seconds before right. and you'd be fine. Yeah. But then you watch the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark and you oh, sure yeah. see a lot there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, maybe that would be better if you didn't, if it was just a close up on their faces or something and their reactions maybe would be a little bit better served than like the weird, like demon angels coming and like melting Nazis. Like maybe right. that would be better. Oh I don't my know. Gosh. The melting Nazis. I was like, what am I looking at right I don't now? Know. I don't know. But I, I it, just think Harrison Ford just sells it. I think he's so good in the movies. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he definitely has the right vibe. I think it's hilarious, though, that like every movie he's like, well, I don't really believe in this stuff. It's like, my man, you've seen the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> melt Nazis. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> do you know, uh, th- you know, there's a very famous story about the uh, 
when leading up to the basket scene uh-huh. where he comes face to face with a guy with a scimitar who does the whole like whip, uh-huh. whip, whip and then he just pulls out the pistol and shoots him uh-huh do you know the story behind this at all is it because he was sick? Yes. Okay. There was an elaborate fight scene choreographed and they all got like dysentery and they were all just like in the bathroom all the time. That's horrible. And so they were supposed to do this big scene and Harrison Ford was just like, fellas, <laughs> I can't <laughs> do happening. it. And so he was kind of like, well, I have a pistol. What if I just... And so they shot it that way. And that's... And so it became, I think it's great. It is great. Like, it became I, I think it's better than having the whole elaborate fight scene. I think scene. it is too. Because like the movies aren't hurting for elaborate fight scenes. Yeah. And I feel like a funny yeah. kind of like oh gotcha is like i don't know yeah i think that serves well i still feel like on this rewatch i think raiders to me is the most satisfying like if i had to pick there can be only one indiana jones movie Uh i think i would go with raiders because i just feel like the characters are the strongest in it and i just feel like as a package it's the most complete that hasn't really changed for me. I, I, I do maybe feel like Last Crusade is in a lot of ways more enjoyable mm-hmm. overall, but there's just something about like the movie making of number one that I that really just like speaks to me is I feel like it's it's just the most iconic. But mm-hmm. so you but you felt pretty okay with number one overall. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Temple of Doom, we kind of covered a little bit. I, I really like Short Round. I've Short liked, Round is I've great. I've always liked him. I really like the relationship between him and Indy. I think it's cool. I think Caleb and I were talking about this, that like if Willie wasn't there and the whole movie was just yeah. focusing on Indiana and short round, yeah. it would be better. I, yeah, I think it would, I think it would too. I think that's unfortunate. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't like to say that, but uh, I do think it is true. The opening scene in, in the club where Willie is singing anything goes in Mandarin, which right. is funny. And you have the whole like the poison and you have the center yeah. cart that's spinning and then the diamond and the chaos and they're running through and he's like slowly being poisoned. That's one of my favorite movie scenes like period. Mm-hmm. I just think, I think the pacing of it, I think the choreography of, you know, the ice bucket being tipped and people running for different things. I, I just think all the moving pieces are really good. Yeah. Yeah. He cuts the gong and is like running behind it. It's very James Bond. Like it feels mm-hmm. It feels like that, but I just have no notes on that opening scene. I really don't like them falling out on, you know, breaking through the, uh, the overhangs and landing in the car and short round, like uh-huh. hold on to your potatoes, like driving off. No notes. I love it. I think that opening scene is like choice, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult with Willie. Yeah. You know, well, in some ways I feel like, like the overall like adventure of the temple of doom, I wasn't as like into as the others. Yeah. And part of me kind of wishes that, like, rather than making the Temple of Doom, they just made the movie that, like, led up to that opening scene. Yeah. I feel like that would have been yeah. fun. Like, I don't know what story that would have been, but I feel like it would have been fun. Yeah. Because then, like, on the other side of the movie, you have, like, the whole, like, complicated, like, fight scene in, yeah. in the mines. Some of which is really fun. But there's, like, the bit where it's, like, Willie's in the, like, contraption going down over the lava. Right. But then she stops and she gets wheeled back up. But then she gets wheeled back yeah. down and she, she gets wheeled back yeah. up and she's just, like, screaming the whole time and I was just, like, good grief. Yeah. I felt like that... All that steam, though, her pores would be amazing. You know what I mean? Just like completely open, you know? But I feel like you'd be thinking about other things. You know, probably, you wouldn't be like, ah, this is great for prob- my pores. You're probably right. You're probably But I mean, you know, the after effects, you, you can't true, argue that's with. True, that's true. I think it's interesting in that movie because it almost feels like the, the gimmick is reversed. You know, just because mm-hmm. like, like you're saying, the, the opening salvo with the scene with him and Lao Shea, 
feels like that should have been the main plot and the Temple of Doom should have been the little, right. the little like yeah. we get with Alfred Molina. And so it's like you've kind of flipped the paradigm and maybe they did that intentionally. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. But when you think about the original trilogy, you have the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy Grail, and then like these three stones from this I know. one tiny village. It is a really like, interesting scope choice. The is so low, you know, in the grand scheme of things. It's kind of interesting. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting talking about, again, like the crystal skull in the end. Yeah. The fact that I feel like maybe because like the first three movies, it's all like, well, there's something weird and supernatural happening. But it's like religious in themes, like yeah. either the stones or the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. the Holy Grail. And I wonder if the fact that the end of the crystal skull is like, ooh, but it's vaguely science fiction-y. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's what just did it sit as it, well with yeah. people. Yeah, it could be. Or it could just be the timing of like when it came out i don't know yeah because like really it's not that different from no, I it's feel like the way the other ones it's end. not i know it's really not i just think yeah uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of reasons why i feel like that is it's just a little bit of a head scratcher but i think it's just a little too hard to suspend disbelief with yeah. that one you get to the point and you're like oh, okay yeah. all right all right overall i think i understand like the darker tone of temple of doom and everything i understand why like it it's usually not it's it tends to be people's least favorite of the trilogy like the original trilogy Mm -hmm. i get that i think there's also i mean there's a little bit of like you know watching it now feels a little white savory of like we need Indiana jones to come in and like rescue like this village right you know and then go on about his day i mean so there's that uh you know and I love the crocodiles though that are just like so delighted every <laughs> like time someone falls around, into the river. They're like, like yeah, living their best life. <laughs> yeah, time. And I'm true. like, this isn't the reaction that I'm supposed to be having, but like I'm just so excited for those crocodiles. I know. Yeah, they're having they're having a great time. They're having a great time. <laughs> the scene on the end of the bridge, you know, is is really fun. The rope bridge where he mm-hmm. where they kind of pen him in, and then he's just like, all right, I'm just gonna take this bridge out. Yep. Pretty pretty good. Pretty iconic. Yep. I he's like, like that. short round. Just grab onto the bridge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Some of the effects, I that was the thing my son kept talking about, how, like how fake it looked, and it it's pretty rough in times, yeah. like when they're falling or or when they escape the mine and the water like is bursting out, and because it, it looks rough in places, like it it shows its age here and there. But there's one scene overall, I feel like the effects, I'm like, well, they weren't great, but like they didn't, I didn't feel like my immersion was broken. But there's like one scene where a minecart like goes flying off the rails, yeah. and it's just like all of a sudden this like weird floating minecart, yeah. and I was like. Well, I think it's like anything practical looks good. Anything that they tried to use, whatever. Oh, right. Whatever, like pre CGI they had is like, <laughs> like oh you know, boy. suddenly it's like claymation. I don't know. It's not great. <laughs> um, so then that brings us to Last Crusade. Yes. I we made a terrible mistake of talking briefly about this off mic because I said <laughs> I said to you that I, I think it's one of the things that I like about it is Sean Connery playing off type as Indiana Jones, like befuddled, like goofy dad. Right. And you said you didn't realize it was Sean Connery because you don't really know who Sean Connery is. Right. I know the name Sean Connery. You know who that is. And I'm yeah. familiar with the concept of Sean Connery. Yes. But I don't know that I've actually seen Sean Connery. So I tried to explain that he was, you know, James Bond and like a famously gruff and tough James Bond who up until that point had pretty much you'd only seen him in like the cool, sexy, like Mm -hmm. tough, like very macho kind of roles. And here he is like bald and old and wearing tweed and has a little hat and carries an umbrella. So it's like him playing off type is funny. And then I was trying to to give you like a, a, a more modern parallel and i was like well what about like a vin diesel and you said i don't know who that is you don't know who that is and so 
<laughs> so it's not helpful in any way. So I can't, I can't, uh, I can't give you a comparison. But just trust that at the time it would have been kind of funny to I see an actor it. like that. I do believe it. Even if I can't role. fully experience yes. that for myself, yes, I understand yeah. the concept. Yes. So the Last Crusade, I believe, is the most quotable movie, and like. We quote this movie all the time. My wife and I am friends, you know, like we just quote it all the time because it's so funny. And it really is. It The tone, I think, is quite different from, well, I think each one of them kind of has a different tone. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I think that works for it. This is definitely the funniest. Um, and I don't think that's to its detriment. I think it's good. You know, right. I think it's kind of yeah. nice to have to have that change of pace. One thing that kind of struck me in the rewatch was I feel like Raiders and Temple of Doom do have that old serial vibe. Mm -hmm. Like they, they kind of fit together in that way. What surprised me a little bit watching them the way I did this time was I feel like Last Crusade and Crystal Skull have a lot more in common than I thought. I, I, that's fair you know i i think some of the humor and i think you have the father-son story right, going yeah, for exactly. you you know that i think those two movies sit pretty nicely as companion pieces in a way that i didn't expect this is probably yeah. gonna tick people off but i <laughs> you know not that i think that they're equally good because i think that last crusade is infinitely better than crystal skull but i just feel like they really work well together as as a yeah. one-two you know when you see Absolutely. like the generational totally shift agree. there i think is is really good what did you think of Elsa? Speaking of uh, female characters. Elsa what? Schneider? Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like she got to be like consistently the most competent women of like yeah. the original three movies. Yeah. And I, then it, re it was revealed that she was evil. Spoilers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I thought she was a really fun character. I kind of wish that the last crusade had also had Marion in it. Yeah. I feel like that would have really just kind of brought it above mm. and beyond. But I, it makes sense that it would have been hard for them to like have her and Dr. Schneider both. Yeah. But I thought she was a really fun and interesting character. Yeah. You just don't, you don't see the, at least I didn't see the turn coming, you know, like at the right. time when I watched it with my son, he didn't suspect that she was evil. Right. You know, and I think they're sort of playing on that a little bit. I mm -hmm. think they're sort of playing on the trope of her being kind of like, they come and they're like, we're looking for Dr. Schneider, a woman. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. And then, She's kind of playing the damsel. Like you think something happened to her when the hotels are trashed. Right. And then when it's revealed, she trashed the hotels, you yes. know, and she's a villain. Like it's a whole, like, I, I think they really turn that on its head. And then when it kind of comes around again, that he's kind of helping her, they're helping each other. There's a lot going there. So I yeah. think that she's a really competent and pretty successful character overall. I think the the opening sequence with River Phoenix as young Indiana Jones is very cool. I thought that was a lot you know, of fun. Like the yeah. reveal when you think you're seeing Indiana Jones and it's this other dude. It's, yes, is very I thought cool, that was funny. Know? And I like that they incorporate Harrison Ford's scar. Oh, Did I you? don't think I noticed oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, when, uh, when River Phoenix is running across the, the train and he falls into the lion enclosure and he gets the whip and he's trying to like hold them back, oh. he whips and it catches him in the face and he gets a cut on his chin. Which is the scar that Harrison Ford has. So they kind That's of clever. Just like, yeah, I thought I like it was. That. Yeah. I thought it was funny that he grabs the whip and it's like this like kind of yeah. like dawning Indiana Jones mo like yes. moment. Yes. But then he just like totally fails to use yeah. it correctly and I was like, ha Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what the what the movies do so well because it's like, you know, they're action movies and there's like tons of action, but Indiana Jones is always it's always kind of like, oh, crap, I have to do this. Blah! You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like flawless action. He's always just kind of like making it up. And he's yes. always like slamming into things and yes. like 
Gra- he just like, he just survives by the sheer force of his yes. main character. Yeah, energy. I mean he's like grabbing. It's like like the literally yes. like the skin of his fingers. He's like holding on to things. So I really like that a lot. You know, I like seeing the background with his dad. I like that the Grail is something that like his dad was obsessed with, and he's right. like very reluctantly pulled into that. Yeah, I think the whole dynamic with him and his dad is just like really fun. Yeah, like the moment like early on when the guy is talking to him and it's like, oh, you know, our like our head researcher on the grail was yeah. kidnapped or whatever. And he's like, well, you should ask my dad. And they're like, well, we already did. Oh, uh, like yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yep. And just like all the times when like Indiana Jones is like trying to get them out of some trap or yeah. something. And his dad is just like, what are, what's happening? What yeah. are you doing? Like, yeah. I think that's really it fun is, too. It is. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. I mean, when they show up and they find him for the first time and they're trying to get the grail diary and, and, Sean Connery's like he wouldn't bring it back here. I, you know, I mailed it to the states. He's like, you didn't, you, Junior. You didn't. It's so <laughs> He's funny. Like, uh. <laughs> I may have. The chemistry between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery is just like off the charts. It's really great. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. And I think that makes for comedy, and it makes for. They have some really good father son moments too. Like when they talk about yeah. the mother dying and when they're on the when they're on the blimp or whatever and it's like well here i am what do you want to talk about and harrison ford's like i don't i don't know and he's like well then stop complaining let's look at the grail you know just really good really good moments uh one of one of my favorite parts is when they roll up on that castle and they switch clothes and harrison ford pretends to be like you know a scottish lord coming to look at the tapestries oh my gosh it's so funny yeah i don't really have complaints about that movie i mean it's uh Watching it this time, it was it was like quippier and funnier than I remembered it, and I was kind of like, "Do I is this good? Do I like this?" But I do. Okay, that's I do. Good. That's yeah. good. When we get Sala back, also. Yeah. So that's nice. I, I feel like that's the only time we get a a callback of like one of his pals coming back. Yeah. I mean, we get Marcus. We get Marcus Brody shows right. up in this again. Right. That's so. one thing that overall I wish there was like a little bit more consistency of yeah. characters. Like, I understand why there's not because it's like the whole thing centers around. Yeah. It, it makes sense. But I feel like it'd be a little easier to follow. And I feel like seeing those callback characters would just like. Yeah. It's like exciting when that happens. Well, I think Temple of Doom is just the one that throws it off because you don't yeah. have any right. know, correlation, you know. Right. But you have the college in, in both one and three. You have Marcus in one and three. You have Sala in one and three. The uh, the thing that cracks me, when Marcus comes with him and Marcus has the grail, the missing pages from the grail diary, right. and Indy gives this whole tear about how, like, Marcus is a ghost. He speaks 20 languages. Right. He knows it puts someone it's in like every he's had town. 24 hours head start. That's all he needs. Yeah, and then it cuts to him being like, does anyone speak English or, or ancient Greek? I know it. It's so, so funny. It's a hard cut that just, like, kills me every time. I love it. I enjoy Crystal Skull, but I feel like Last Crusade is a really nice ending, you know, it, because it does you work see well, yeah. see some family. I feel like you miss out on not seeing Marion, not seeing any like yeah. I I think that is missing, and you know, so I think there's something to be said for going back for that. But having them kind of right off into the sunset and it's like another adventure is good. Like mm. I was satisfied with the trilogy, but there's more. There's more. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Sounds so dramatic. <laughs> I know it does. Like they all sound pretty dramatic, but I feel like that one is a little extra dramatic. It's big. It is. It's big. It's big. I remember this one coming out when they're saying they're going to make a new Indiana Jones. And I feel like the response was pretty universal. Like, I don't think they should. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think they should. And I don't really remember how I felt about it. I think I was skeptical, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, but hopeful, perhaps. But hopeful. Sure. Certainly hopeful. Yeah. But I think... 
like I said, I was pretty satisfied with the uh, Last Crusade. So I don't think it was like we're going to go and write this great injustice, you know, and finally have right. a, a proper Indiana Jones end. So I didn't really feel like it was something was missing and now we were finally going to do that. But, you know, I love Indiana Jones. So I was like, okay, you know. I feel like that's always the situation when it's like there clearly doesn't need to be a sequel, yes. but they decide to make a sequel. Yes. That's usually when they can be really not good. Yeah. And so it's always the moment of like, well, yeah, of course I want there to be more of this thing. Yeah. But is it a good idea? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And this was this was pretty close on the heels of the Star Wars prequels, which mm. my feelings on them have has softened over the years. At the time, because I want to say Revenge of the Sith was uh, maybe 2005, somewhere around there. So we're mm-hmm. we are right in the wheelhouse of George Lucas going back and like ruining beloved franchises. Oh, man. Oh, man. So I didn't feel super strong uh, about this being a good idea. And when this starts and you have like the, the CGI, like groundhogs or whatever they were, like popping up out of the ground, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought those were kind of funny. Did you? Yeah. But well, I mean, but I know. also watched this, you know, in 2020. Sure, <laughs> sure. I was nervous about it. You know, I was pretty okay with it then. I really didn't like the ending. I remember seeing it twice in theaters. I'm pretty sure I saw it at Charcoal Corral, the drive-in theater, which is a Mm -hmm. good place to see it. And I saw it a second time in theaters. And I've probably watched it maybe twice since then, including just recently with my son. Uh, And he liked it a lot. I think maybe it was my son's favorite of the four of them. And it does feel... It feels suitably updated in filming styles. Which I thought was really nice. And I think having him sort of be kind of a spy, he's like vaguely a spy right. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You know, like I don't, I thought. I was, also thought okay. that scene where he like goes to that random like fake testing village. Yeah. And there's all the like fake people doing things yeah. and he gets in the fridge. I thought that was just like fun. Yeah, fun. it was. It was. That also takes a lot of heat for him like surviving the nuclear blast by getting kicked around in a fridge. But, but I mean like it's know, Indiana Jones. It is. It's true. You can't take it too seriously. Um, I, yeah, I, I still feel pretty okay about this one. I think there's a lot of really fun sequences. I feel <laughs> you're like falling asleep oh, over man. there. <laughs> it's the weather change. I never I sleep enough. So then all day I'm just like, this, so this is not an indictment on Indiana Jones and the no. kingdom of the crystal skull. I just, I was going to say I'm like a bat, but it's not like I'm more awake during yeah. the night. You guys still making homemade bagels over at the Fesmeyer yes. home? Okay. I don't usually make them though. Caleb just he does. like... He does. He makes the bagels. I'll come home okay. and he'll just be like making bagels. And I'm like, this is perfect. I have never been provided a homemade bagel. We I just, can make this happen okay. at some point. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's do you good. have like a, a flavor preference, like plain or, or some mm, kind of I do of like bagel? plain bagels. Uh, I mean, you keep saying cheese bagel and that sounds pretty good to me okay. also. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Crystal Skulls. I, there's really fun sequences in this. I the whole like when they're on the like the little um, drivable boat situation and they're like yes. swinging through the trees with the monkeys and stuff. And Kinda you just stupid, know that there's going like to be water because it. it's a drivable. Yeah, of course boat. you know there's going to be water. Yeah, you do, you do. How did you feel about Crystal Skull overall? Overall, I liked it. The yeah. end, I was a little bit like, all right. Shia LaBeouf is a little, uh, a little like community theater greaser vibe you know when he like rolls in on the motorcycle it's so like exactly like marlon brando like on a motorcycle from like any 1950s movie starring marlon brando it feels a little on the nose to me Mm. the way he does it but i think he sells it pretty well overall i think he's got decent chemistry with harrison ford um i think the role reversal going from last crusade to crystal skull is pretty satisfying yeah i thought that was nice too 
I thought I thought that Mutt was fine, but I also don't think I've ever seen a Marlon Brando movie. Okay. So it's like if you don't have the original to be like, all okay. right, then you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, this reference is a trope that I'm vaguely aware of. When they're in the restaurant and they're leaving and he's like, hit this guy, hit hit Joe College here. And then they get into like the Greaser versus College Kids uh-huh. fight. And then they're on like the motorcycle chase through the college. Through the and, uh, library. Through the library. And yeah. Oh, and the kid fun. is like, Dr. Jones and asks him a question like fun. It was fun. It's just it's it a fun, fun moment. I like the, I mean, you know, the stuff with Marianne is coming or maybe you didn't. Did you not know we were going to see Marianne? I knew she would be back for this one. Okay. When you finally do see Marianne, I think Harrison Ford's reaction to her is great. When she comes out and he's like, (laughs) like, it's so cute. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Also, He's so happy to see her. Speaking of Marion having great outfits, her outfit in this was incredible. That's true. Because I it feel was. like it really had the like I'm exploring in the jungle and I'm an archaeologist vibe. Yeah. Which is just so satisfying. I feel like yeah. for her character to get to have that, yeah. and she just looks so like grown up and elegant. She and does. I was like, oh, this she is, looks very this is cool. Amazing. She, yeah, I think Marion comes across really cool in this. And there's a lot of cool moments where Mutt kind of gets to see her in a new light. Right. You know? and and he's like, like, oh my gosh. He's like, wait, are you cool? What's happening? What's happening here? <laughs> And I like hearing, like, we get a little fleshed out with their relationship. We hear that they almost got married, and Indy's like, this was never going to work, and all of this stuff. And he says, like, she was like, well, you certainly moved on. And, and he says, you know, there was a lot of women, and, and but they all had problems. And he's like, none of them were you, honey. And she has this big smile on her face. Such a good <laughs> and moment. And like, what is happening? <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I do. I like Crystal Skull. I really do. It's a good time. I really, I like it. I think as much as it was maybe not necessary in the grand scheme of things, like you, you could have just had the three. I think seeing him reunited with Marion, seeing them have a little bit of a family, Mm -hmm. it's a nice, it works as like an epilogue. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Like you have, here are the young adventures. Let's check in with this guy that we yeah, like. Exactly. And, and here he's kind of reconnected with like, you know, the love of his life and they've got this son and he's, you know, just going to go and like do puzzles or fly fish or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or find the dial of destiny. But may- <laughs> maybe in 15 years he'll find a dial of destiny. I don't know. Well, uh, who's to say? Who's to say? I don't know. We I had, thought we had some Elvis music. So that's did true. you recognize it now that you've tried Elvis? Um, Yes. Well, Hound Dog was there, and we yeah. know that Hound Dog is Hound like the Dog. one that I definitely did can know recognize. So, that's so I was good. like, oh, yeah. It all came together. I thought the Crystal Skulls looked horrible, and I understood as the plot progressed why they yeah. looked like that. But, like, in the beginning, when they, like, get out the skull, I'm like, that looks aw- why couldn't they just make it, like, human skull shaped? Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay. It all makes sense. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that part was not my favorite. Uh, Kate Blanchett as the bad guy. How'd you feel about? I didn't realize it was Kate Blanchett until it, later. Oh, not and until then before this moment though. You learned. no before this moment. Okay, I think it was when the credits rolled. That's when I was oh, like, oh wait a Kate second. Blanchett. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was fun. I, I thought, thought she was, she was an fun interesting too. Character. The the scene where he first like ro- they throw him out of the car and the hat rolls down and he picks it mm-hmm. up and you see the silhouette. That's a fun reveal. And you get the little throwback to Raiders of the Lost Ark and you see the Ark in the uh, in the big lab. Did you see yes. it? Yeah, uh-huh. it was fun. When he's like running across the beams in the warehouse and like swinging from lights and everything i thought it was all the action i thought was really fun in this movie i thought so too you know and i i know i know like i have friends you know like contemporaries of mine who just like crystal skull is apocrypha to them like it's the classic three and that's not canon but exactly but i'm i don't feel that way like i'm i i will count crystal skull like in my indiana jones canon you know what i mean i thought crystal skull was fine and i I enjoyed it. 
but I also it's not like I grew up watching Indiana yeah. Jones and then this was like a weird add-on. Yeah. I feel like the experience of like watching them all at the same time and not like having like this yeah. long-standing idea of Indiana Jones right. probably served me well in yeah. that regard. So, but even even though they all kind of take different directions tonally, I I think as a whole, there's nothing that really sets Crystal Skull apart as like this is the different one other than their ages. Right. Right. I don't think there's anything that really tells you like this is the odd one you know i think it kind of fits in maybe even a little better than temple of doom honestly i think so yeah you know i guess let's discuss the alien in the room when when we get to it in the end i don't know i don't think that it's more weird yeah i don't think that it's more weird than the end of raiders of the lost ark i think maybe because I agree. I don't think it's more weird than the end of Raiders of the Last Ark or really even than the end of... Um, Last Crusade? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe... I don't know if it's just that like the other ones you kind of accept that like they came out a long time ago and so yeah. like the melting effects are kind of weird and everything and you're just like, all right, cool. We're just rolling with it. So I don't know if like if when it came out served it poorly or if the fact that it's like supposed to be aliens isn't somehow... It seems like it's trying to tell you that it's more realistic, but it's totally not. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know if that's an issue. Seeing like the sort of like little pudgy, like clay looking alien guy is maybe a step too far. Yeah. I I, I don't know because there's also, you know, the concept of the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail maybe hits a little differently than like ancient aliens, you know? Right. One is like biblical lore and one is like, an a and e tv show like it just doesn't yeah it, doesn't it has hit a different the same way you know and maybe that's just because like we're old church kids like maybe that's maybe maybe that's why that feels but like the the stakes don't feel quite as high and i don't I know seeing like, a flying saucer take off yeah, in the end just i feel like had the had the clay alien not been shown yes and had the saucer not been there it probably would have been fine like, I feel like the moment where, like, all the skeletons, like, morph together yeah. into the clay alien, I was like, mm. And the moment where you, like, actively see the saucer. Yeah. I was like, mm. But other than that, I feel like it, yeah. it, it wasn't too bad. Right. Right. Yeah. The skeletons, the skeletons morphing, I think, is kind of an interesting concept. And I don't know if, like, showing, showing the saucer as clearly as you do, maybe seeing some kind of disruption and having something kind of like take off. Right. But you can't quite tell what. But that was just like a 1950s flying saucer, mm-hmm. which clearly was the intention. Like right, they wanted right, right. to do an Area 51 kind of thing. But it just, I I think, I think I can say that I don't believe that works. That I think that's fair. And I think I have more appreciation for it when I like specifically know that they were trying to emulate that kind yeah. of like B-movie yes. aliens feel. I'm like, oh, okay. You d- like you did. Yeah. And so, but I feel like it does, even though it's not weirder, like we said, is really not that much weirder than The Last Crusade or The Ark of the Covenant. It does feel a little different from the, like the kind of weirdness feels a little different somehow. And so I feel like that is maybe what makes it hard to swallow. I think there's one thing that I think that the, the, the Temple and Raiders have going for them is that they do, they are cut from that old movie serial cloth. Mm -hmm. And I think that if Last Crusade and crystal skull had really tried to if they if they had the spirit of a of a of a 50s kind of b movie mm-hmm. 
if either one of them like had that kind of vibe through and through, I think it may have served them both a little bit more. Uh, and they don't really have that. They're just sort of like, eh, we're not really doing that anymore. We're mm-hmm. just going to like be a movie. And I think, I think Last Crusade pulls that off a little bit better than Crystal Skull does because Crystal Skull ends on a 50s B-movie kind of plot point, but the rest of the movie has right. nothing to do with a 50s right. sci-fi movie vibe. Yeah. And that's where I think it falls apart. I think that's probably fair. It needs yeah. that through line for the end to pay off. And I think that they could have gotten there had they done that, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> the uh, the wedding is corny, but I think you don't you kind of want it to be. I think so. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. And the, the hat flying down in front of Shia LaBeouf and him like picking it up. Mutt Williams is the character's name. Right, I think right, I've right. consistently said Shia LaBeouf, but. He picks it up and almost puts it on, and then Harrison Ford snatches it away and, and puts it on. Which also, this brings up a good point, which I know we talked about this off mic because we just break our own rules. I know. We gotta but stop. But speaking of characters who I didn't realize who they were. Oh, yeah. I also, Caleb and I were talking the other night, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't think they, w- they would have been able to get Shia LaBeouf back for the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, Hollywood Superstar Shia And LaBeouf. I was like, oh, that's who that was. Mm. Exact same thing with, like, with the Sean Connery situation yeah. of, like, I know who that is. Sorta. Yeah. Sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there was there was talk of on the heels of Crystal Skull. There was a little bit of talk of Shia LaBeouf kind of doing a spinoff. Hmm. Like, I feel like that could have been fun. I don't think it really went. I think we, I, people just didn't love Crystal Skull. Like, yeah, I think it was a I think it was a hit financially, and I but I think the reviews were pretty mixed, and I don't mm. think there was much of a fervor for like. Yeah, let's do a Shia LaBeouf movie. I don't think anybody was there. Mm-hmm. So I think that pretty much killed it. But I think that scene was a little bit of a nod to like, maybe, right. maybe we right. will. What do you think? You know. Well, and I feel like there's kind of the idea that even if there won't necessarily be movies about that happening, that yeah. like to some degree he will like, I yeah. don't know, carry on some yeah. of the like Indiana Jones. I think, yeah, I think it was a little bit of Mutt kind of like considering sort of accepting his destiny, mm-hmm. his dial of destiny. His dial of destiny. I read too that John Rhys Davies, who played uh, Sala mm-hmm. in in one and three, was offered like a scene as a wedding guest, like his best man or something uh-huh. like that, and he was like, "No, my character needs more than that," and wouldn't do it. So, oh. I would have liked to have Sad. seen him, but he he didn't show up. Alas, he didn't show up. Yeah. So overall, these movies are good. I like them. I think they're solid. I think. So I feel like you're at like a three out of five for the Indiana Jones franchise. I feel like. I have a really hard time quantifying quantifying things in numbers. Okay. Every time I do a Goodreads review, I just like struggle. It's uh-huh, really hard. Uh-huh. Um, I I feel like I I liked them. I feel like some of the like execution of the movies, like yeah. I found the concept a little bit cooler than some of the execution. Okay. And I think that's just because of when I was born. Yeah. And like what I'm used to in terms of like filming style. Yeah. There's probably no point in me telling you that Tom Selleck was going to play Indiana Jones and then he passed on it at the last minute and Harrison Ford got the role because you don't know who who Tom Selleck is. You don't know who Tom Selleck is. It would have been very different. Let me just say that. Tom Selleck went on to be in like Magnum P.I. and things like that. So, you know, Um, I vaguely know what Magnum P.I. is. (laughs) Okay. So you think the execution didn't always land for you? 
I think so. And okay. I again, I think that's more of a problem with me than with the actual movies, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're you're a problem. <laughs> thank I you. I think thank we can you. both agree. Thank you. Yeah. But overall, I enjoyed the experience. I am curious about the young Indiana Jones show. So I, maybe you're going to like that, that better. And I just have to be OK with that. I just have to be OK <laughs> with what it. Happens. I could yeah. even if I like it better, I could pretend to not like it better. If that would make you. Feel I think better. that would be better for the for the sake of this podcast. Okay. I okay. think. Yeah. Oh, I also do have to say, this is really more of a bookshelf note. Okay. But I did, in the interim, crochet a hippo and an alligator. <gasps> and I do have a picture of both of them watching the crystal skull. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I so d- we need to put that on the Tumblr, we can, maybe. We can drop it toss, on the Tumblr. Toss it on Twitter. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at DAHAL Library, Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library, and Tumblr over on But Have You Tried. To see the hippo and the alligator. That's right. You okay. Well, in two weeks, we're going to be back for our bookshelf talking about the things we've been watching and reading. One of the things we will have watched is Dial of Dial Destiny. Dial of Destiny. So you got to come back and we'll start with a with an extended segment where we talk yes. all things Dial of Destiny. See how it comes back around. I got to say, Crystal Skull is a pretty good end cap for the series. So Yeah. I am very curious I to see know. how Dial of Destiny yeah. goes. Yeah. I am optimistic. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I watched the trailer and I was like, this okay. looks pretty fun. All right. You're into it. Yeah. You're into it. We'll see okay. how it goes. All right. So if you want to watch any of the older Indiana Jones movies, yes. we have them all here at the library. And while you're here, if you haven't signed up for the summer reading program, you can. That's because right. Because it's happening right now. The magic's happening. And it's happening. incredible. Mm-hmm. It's the most exciting time of the year. It is. You thought that most wonderful time of the year song was about Christmas. <laughs> it's about <laughs> summer reading program. <laughs> you were wrong. All together now. That's our theme. That's our theme. And it's uh, libraries across the country are doing this all together now theme. So if you're not local, you can go and uh, go to find your local library and yes. see what they're doing for their all together now. All together now there. You know, our library also has a discord and we've been talking about having a butt heavy tried section on the library discord where we're going to do some some little talky things. So if you want to tell Allie that she's wrong about Indiana Jones or you want to tell me that I'm wrong about Jane Austen or Miso Soup or whatever, then uh, you can come join our library discord. Just send us a note on uh, one of the socials there and we'll get you connected. Absolutely. All right. So coming up next. Yes. What you have in response to Indiana Jones. Uh, yes. I feel like this is actually a segue that kind of makes sense. Okay. Us. Okay. So I know you really like Indiana Jones. It's got a little bit that action adventure thing. Yes. Sometimes the spy vibes. Yes. You know. But have you tried Spy Family? Spy Family. Spy Family. I have never heard those two words put together. Okay. I know Spy Kids. Okay. All right. That is okay. kind of a Spy okay. Family, really. All right. What is Spy Family? Spy Family. It's spelled Spy X Family, okay. but it's pronounced Spy Family. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> All right. But what it is, All it's right. a manga series. It's okay. about a spy. Yes. Okay. All right. And for a mission, he yes. needs to have a daughter to infiltrate this school. Okay. So he adopts this little girl, but she can read people's minds. Ooh. But he realizes he also needs to have a wife to like sell the whole act. Okay. And so the little mind reading girl. I'm into this. Sets him up with an assassin. Okay. The only one who knows who everyone is, is the mind reading little girl. <gasps> And it is so fun. Are they really going to fall in love? Probably. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yes. So, we have the manga series in the collection. Okay. You can also read it online, but it might be like on a sketchy website, I warn you. Okay. All right. Thank you. And um, there is also maybe like one season of the anime out. Okay. Unlike Crunchyroll and places like that. Okay. So. All right. How many? Is it like a, is it concluded? The manga? It's running. Oh, it's 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 currently running. Okay. So, how many should I read? I think there's maybe like seven or so out. Okay. And they're quick reads, so you can probably read them all. I but can do if it. you like if you don't want to or don't have time, yeah. I think a sampling will I mean, I just made time. you watch, you know, ten hours of Indiana Jones, <laughs> ten hours plus, so I can 
Okay, I can okay, read okay, seven okay. mangas. Definitely. So, and if you want to check out one or two of the episodes, you can. But like, I'm not going to be like, you must. Okay. I All will right. probably watch some more of those because I've only seen a okay. few. So to like right. review. I'm so I'm into this. I was nervous for a minute that you were gonna make me watch some VHS of like a children's spy oh show. Oh my gosh. I was worried about that. Just just I mean, I would have done it. I would have happily of course, of done course. it. And maybe I'll make you watch Scooby Doo at some point anyway. So, you know, who am I to judge? But no, I'm excited. This sounds fun. I think you'll like it. It's okay. a lot of fun. All right, I'm gonna check it out. All right, so in a month. Spy family. That's right. With an invisible X. Okay. Invisible X. All right. I'm going to do it. So if anybody wants to read along, I'll be reading Spy Family. And you've read all of these. You're up to date. Have you seen yes. the whole show? I haven't seen the whole show. Okay. So you're so I'll, I'll do that to refresh. All right. All right. That sounds good. So two weeks, we're going to be talking Dial of Destiny. Yes. All the other things we're reading and watching. And in a month, Spy Family with an invisible X. With an invisible X. Okay. I'll see you then. We've got to go to Cairo and solve a mystery, Dr. Jones.